This is a Village Soundcast Network original production. Hi, it's Hal Johnson. And Joanne McLeod from Body Break. You're listening to Icebreakers, the 2017 Ice Awards podcast, celebrating the best of Atlantic Canadian creativity. We'll be your co-hosts for the Ice Awards this year. But now I'd like to introduce the hosts of this show, Sean King, partner and chief creative officer from Arrivals and Departures, and Tyler McLeod, VP, Client Services at M5. Enjoy the show and listen for us when we'll be guests on Episode 6. Until then, keep fit and have fun. Welcome to Icebreakers, a six-episode podcast series celebrating creativity in Atlantic Canada. We're your hosts. I'm Sean King. And I'm Tyler McLeod in partnership with the Village Soundcast Network. 2017 Ice Awards are Thursday, June 8th at the Merritt Harbour Front Hotel. You can get your tickets at icewards.ca. Uh-oh. There's a camera. Yeah. Uh, I only signed up for a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, now we're recording stuff. Well, that's probably a good segue uh, into our guest for today's show, uh, Dave Culligan. Now, Dave, we've been describing you as a social media guru. I'm watching your face when I say it because I feel like you're not going to approve of that. Um, But to be honest with you, we were sort of like, how do we describe Dave? What's What's the best, what title would we give him? So rather than try and decide for you, maybe that's a great place to start is how would, how would you describe what it is that that you do? Yeah, that's something, um, social media guru seems to get thrown around uh, a lot. Those aren't my words, but, um, I'm having a bit of a tough time kind of figuring that out myself. So I say freelance filmmaker. That's kind of like the easy buzzword for me right now because I'm producing videos for businesses and for myself and that's how I'm making a living. And as a result of my experience with social media, I do some consulting stuff as well, but it's kind of just like, it's so new that there almost isn't a title for it. There's all these buzzwords like content creator and stuff like that. But essentially I create a video every day and post it online and through that, um, businesses have become interested in having videos of a similar style produced for them, and that's that's what I'm doing now. What do you tell your family you do like when they ask what you're up to? <laughs> do, they get, do they get it? Um, they, they, I wouldn't say they get it, but they've like accepted it. There were definitely a few talks. Like oh, my, yeah. <laughs> my 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 dad's in the military, and my mom uh, worked hmm. for the government for Veterans Affairs for like 30 years, and so there was at one point like a, a full on sit down. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, like I felt like, like it was like I was a, I was a drug dealer or something. But it was like, no, I'm just, I'm just making money in a different way yeah. than what you're used to. Um, and they've come to accept it now because it's, it's kind of gotten to the point where I'm doing okay with it, and they know that there's money coming yeah. in, and they know that it's working. But it, there was definitely some friction there. It's funny. My dad's military as well. And mm-hmm. when, when I graduated from college, I think he was still like, hey, well, now that you've graduated from college, you can get a job in the military. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. So what did you say? How did you s- describe yourself? I uh, freelance filmmaker. Freelance filmmaker. But I mean, I don't even like that because I'm not making films. Like I'm not making feature films. I make I make videos that businesses can use for social media. Really, is the filmed content. Filmed content is how. Yeah, that's the, that's our buzzword. Yeah. So you you've made a bit of a name for yourself doing the I forget the official title. It's like Halifax 365. 365. I call it. Yeah. Every day, mm-hmm. one video every day. So you're at number three. I saw it yesterday. I forget what's the number are you 336 at. Three thirty six. Oh, you're gonna make it. So you're going to make it. Yeah, is I it, hope so. I was going to make it another 24 days or whatever that is. How many times during this process have you sat down and said, I'm not going to make it? 
zero times have I Amazing. said I'm not going to make it, but like so many times have I said, holy shit, I wish I didn't. Can I swear? Has yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many times have I said, holy shit, um, I don't want to do this today. Like, oh, I yeah. wish I could have one day off. Yeah. It's kind of like our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not no, mine, man. No, no. Mine's great. So how did this, what started it? What started the whole thing? Yeah, so I, like after um, university, I was playing football my whole life. I was playing in university, and that was like my thing. That was how I defined myself. That was what I, I poured all my energy and hard work into, and then that was gone, and there was this void. It was like, what do I fill that with? So I started by um, learning to code on like Code Academy and then built a blog website as a project, and then I was like, well, I built this. I might as well write about this kind of transformative um, period. And then I was like, this is kind of fun, but I don't love writing. And then I discovered um, Casey Neistat, who I've shown you to, right. um, Sean. And he's like this renegade filmmaker um, who lives in New York, who's like a YouTube sensation, but had a whole filmmaking, like real true filmmaking career um, behind that. And I loved the way that he used filmmaking as like an impetus to just get out there and, and do stuff, like a motivation to go yeah. and experience things and then share that. So I started playing with video and then it was always easy to make those excuses like ah, I'll make one tomorrow or I'll make one next week or I want to wait yeah. until I have like the perfect camera or whatever and then he was always saying and all of these other content creators or videographers filmmakers were saying um, if you want to get better at making videos make more videos like do Just it every do day it. Yeah. so I was sitting at like a networking event in Halifax at Innovacorp and I just looked at my buddy I should have been listening to the speaker but I was in my own head and I looked at my buddy <laughs> beside me and was like I'm going to make one every day for a year. I'm just going to do it. Just like one minute. Like it's doable. It's not 10 minutes. It's not like a feature film or long movie. It's like, I, I can do that. It'll be hard. And he was like, do it. And I was just like, yep. All right. That's it. Just did it. And then once you said it, you're committed. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've heard of that. I've heard of people doing that. Songwriters will do that. I'm going to write a song a day for two months or whatever, whatever it is. And mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't mean they're going to be good. I'm just going to write them. Totally. And it's sort of the way that they would try to be better as songwriters too. Yeah. And it forces you to accept that whole um, idea of not letting like perfection get in the way of right. good enough. Right. Like it's, it's so easy to just say like, I want to make, I want to wait for the perfect idea or I want to wait for the perfect conditions. And then you just don't do anything. Yeah. And it's like, there are so many days where I was like, this is a terrible video. Yeah. Like, I do not feel good about putting this on the internet. And sometimes those are the ones that people like Yeah, and you yeah. learn what people respond to. It's sometimes funny, it's yeah. authenticity. Yeah. So do you know what video you're going to make tomorrow? Are we, uh, we going to be in it? You'll be in, you'll, you'll be <laughs> yeah, in tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so today's kind of like one of those um, whirlwind sort of days. Like I um, I think I was just like uh, biking down to like the bank earlier. Um, and then I met up with uh, a girl who I had never met before. Um, her name, she, she goes by the handle Sav and stuff. So she's a YouTuber okay. who went to St. FX yeah. um, and now lives in Toronto because she couldn't do that in Halifax because n literally nobody was on youtube doing that kind of thing and she had to move there where there, there was that like wow. creative community to be around yeah so self-made you know just i have a camera and i'm gonna just create some stuff and put it out there that's the that's the beauty of it how hard must it be so now i'm gonna try and equate this to sort of you know what, what in our industry how hard is it for you to every day come up with new stuff you know, like, I know every day, sorry, you just have some water. <laughs> yeah, thank you. There's no point in not talking about it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. let's just, you're going to pour some water. Let's hear it. <laughs> um, every day, you're, you're, you've challenged yourself to come up with another another video. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, again, in our world, every day you've, you're being asked to come up with new ideas. It does get exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's awesome when the days when it happens and you're like, yeah, that one's that one's great. I mean, how many places are there to go in Halifax? <laughs> how many things can you film? <laughs> yeah, and that was like that was a big motivation for me starting the project as well. Was that I had this sort of have not attitude that I think a lot of people still have, and is like all too pervasive in this province. Like people thinking there's nothing to do, there's no opportunities out there. So this project was sort of my way of saying like I'll create opportunities and I'll find things to do. Um, and at first it was easy. It was like, all right, public gardens, like the waterfront, <laughs> yeah. like the library. There's all these different things. It's it's a primarily a Halifax audience that's listening, right? They know what I'm. We're going to share this far and wide, buddy. Okay, so I mean, we're going to use your reach to help us do it. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't sure, like yeah. for the context sake, but like yeah. those are kind of the big attractions, like for us, is the waterfront and the public gardens yeah. and our, our beautiful library. And at first it was like there were so many different things. And what I realized is that like. When you when you look really hard, you find these things that you never would have imagined, like a small consignment shop or this restaurant that you never would have thought to go to. So like that was really eye opening for me. And for a long time, it was like a challenge, but I always found stuff. At this point, I'm like really <laughs> really searching it. Like I'm really digging hard. How many days left? It's like less than twenty. I think it's twenty. I said twenty five. Twenty oh, like twenty nine or something. Okay, so you're on the home stretch. Twenty three. What, I'm not sure. Yeah, my math is terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're that's why we're yeah. creative people. We <laughs> yeah, <laughs> add exactly. stuff up. Over here. I don't have my calculator. So. Yeah. Um, now you, my sense. I think the first time I saw, the first video of yours that I saw, I think you were skateboarding around and high fiving people, um, and I don't recall if you had the drone at that point in time, mm-hmm. but I recall when the drone came into the play. The videos just like were phenomenal. I mean, the videos of these places and points of view that people just aren't getting used to seeing. Um, you know, you could argue anyone could say, "Oh, if I had a drone, I could have done that too." But they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. D- did the drone as a tool play a role in in elevating your your content in terms of like, you know, now these are amazing? Or what is it about your work? I guess is what I'm getting at that you think makes people pay so much attention. Yeah, I mean. It's funny, like for a while I was going around, people were like, you're the drone guy. Yeah. Like, I, do, I do other stuff too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, like you said, the, the perspectives that you can get with the drone, like just seeing something that you've seen a million times, but from a whole different um, vantage point, I think that that really blew people away. Um, and just like some of it, it was so beneficial on some of our rugged coastlines, like just to see them from that, that aerial um, viewpoint. I think that helped a ton. Um, I think that like what I like to think um, draws people to the videos is like the the energy and I think that the drone helped with that energy because it could show this like big colossal viewpoint and then up close but it's just like the the quick cuts and you mentioned the high fives like the high fives have sort of by accident become like a, a thing, a thing in the videos yeah. like people will see me that I don't even know on the street and just be like high five or whatever oh, no way. yeah which is awesome and like I think the world just needs like more high fives and i think that it yeah. that, that kind of bleeds into the the video like if I, if i'm having fun yeah. and if the music is fun and if it's cut up quick um i think that people can feel that i try that's what i try to go for when i when i'm feeling that I creative totally buy that. flow yeah i'm going to start doing the high fives mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i have days where i'm like man i should just high five somebody maybe it'll make me feel better but i instead i feel like i want to punch someone <laughs> it's not the quite the same <laughs> Yeah. So your 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 parents had some questions about the uh, whether this could be a 
a sustainable thing. Yeah. If you run into anybody who's taking it even further than that, that's like got some issue with what you're doing or hating on oh, yeah. this, hating on this for some reason. Um. Well, I mean, when I first just started trying anything different at all like after like my last year of university or like first year out of university it was like even something as small as like i'd like to go to a different bar this weekend people were resistant to what? that so to say like i as a guy who is is known as a football player and this kind of like bro yeah guy i'm gonna start blogging yeah and people were like like what like and people were pretty vocal about saying how they f- expressing how they felt about that saying they thought it was weird or whatever so there was a ton of resistance to that and then like walking down the street like talking to your phone or to your camera like <laughs> yeah. what? it's just like people look at you like uh, yeah. like an alien so i mean there was a there was a lot of friction like from a lot of different places um but i think after just like pushing forward and doing it it's like after, after a certain point even if people think that it sucks they like they have to respect that you've made so you, many you yeah, yeah right yeah. yeah yeah you're not messing around mm-hmm. How was that going from like a football player, you know, all the cliches of of being a sports guy, and now like I consider you a very creative guy. In fact, I'm, I wasn't. I knew you. You don't a, know a while before. Dave. I don't know football Dave. Yeah. I only know content creator Dave. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I considered you to be a creative guy. Hence the reason we we wanted to, to chat with you today about all the stuff you do. How would you consider yourself a creative guy? Like, uh yeah and i think creativity is like a is a vague term like i'm definitely not like a, a fine artist i can yeah. barely draw, draw my own name or write my own yeah. name um but i think that again creativity um can mean so many different things and i think that i might be creative in the sense that i can look at things and and make connections between things and i can i can think about like, hey that that fun music paired with some fast cuts and yeah. zooming in close on that and zooming in, like at a very rudimentary level yeah I'm a bit creative but I think um, it's it's the energy more so than than anything yeah. that might be my value in filmmaking or you know this just occurred to me you should have you should have entered like the ice awards best use of social media Halifax three sixty five <laughs> who kn- man that might have done amazing. <laughs> Um, what about that? I mean, do you ever think, can you ever imagine a day when like the stuff that you're creating is, is in an award show or where it's maybe creates an award show, you know, award show for independent filmmakers or, well, I don't know if this exists, but yeah. Um, well, I mean that stuff's, yeah, that's huge now in like, in like LA and New York and stuff like that. Like if you ask a 14 year old in LA, like, would you rather meet like Leo DiCaprio or so and so, the like unboxer, like some yeah. guy who like opens MacBooks right. for a living. On YouTube. Like, they want to yeah. meet him, the like yeah. unboxer. It's crazy. So like it's huge there. Um, I and this was the conversation that um, Savannah and I had earlier um, at, at lunch was that I tend and I think that this might be a way that I'm creative. Yeah. Um, I tend to think of like audiences and demographics a little bit differently than the typical like YouTuber or social media personality for lack of a better term. I think that a lot of people think that if you're going to be a YouTuber or whatever you want to call it, content creator, that you have to have this like 10 million person following. But I feel like I can just say like, I'm going to be a Halifax based person. And, and then my 
audience is so relevant to to me and to the businesses surrounding me that I'm able to monetize that and work with businesses and to to um, really like leverage that audience. Whereas if I had the same number of followers, but they're spread all around the world, that right. means essentially nothing in terms of actually trying to turn that into a business. Yeah. That's a good point. And do you, I guess, does that give you permission to skew your content? So, so like earlier you were saying, well, it's mostly Halifax. I guess that's mm-hmm. because most of the people that follow you are from this region, this right. area. If you had a worldwide following, I guess at that point, wouldn't your content have to expand beyond Halifax? Yeah, totally. And I mean, that's a that's a big kind of question and challenge that I'm going to have to overcome. So I've got some plans in the early stages right now that I'm thinking for after this project, like doing some traveling and expanding that. And I'm like, you can't really lean on the, the crutch of landmarks, like Halifax landmarks or Halifax personalities anymore because those people just don't care. Right. So even when I was in China or when I was in San Francisco, there were the people who were kind of really know me well and are excited and they're like, I really want to see this. But then there's the people who only follow me because they like Nova Scotia and that I show Nova oh, Scotia. I, and I'm like, I don't yeah, care yeah. if he's in San Francisco. Like, yeah. This video sucks. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> where's Central Hill? Where's, yeah. where's yeah. the ferry? Yeah, that's cool that you're in San Francisco. When are you coming back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, interesting. right? Like it's it's probably not dissimilar from the challenges that our agencies face is that we can know we can know this market in Atlantic Canada really well and that's the value that we can offer our clients. But if we want to expand what we're doing and and grow our business and look further afield, you know, that that knowledge of this market may not play so well. So we become kinda part of a much bigger ecosystem where you know, our knowledge isn't so specialized and we're competing with a whole bunch of people who know a little about a lot. It's a good point. I feel like I feel like to your like you almost you're specializing not in 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 the content you've created, but in the idea of how you create it. I think Mm -hmm. you you know, and so that's what I would say. Like even in agencies, I feel like our our there's usually a process and that we apply to how we create things and think through things, and so you have to be able to scale that up, right? If you're if you're going to move beyond beyond where you are. Sorry, I cut you off. What were you going to say? I, I am one to know outside this outside this region in terms of creative um, people that you look to for inspiration or people that you think are doing it well. Do you have some sort of people that you would consider to do something similar to what you do, and and what do you take from those people? Yeah, so uh, Casey Neistat, who I mentioned already, has I mean he's now so mainstream and everyone knows about him so well that he's almost like one of those people that's almost famous for being famous now like he can yeah. just go and make a video of him doing his rock star life stuff going to the oscars or whatever and people will watch it but what i really loved about him from the jump was that his content was all about like the value of hard work and how to like maximize your day and how to be fulfilled and how to get the creative juices flowing like it was really really high quality content yeah. and i just again i mentioned before i was inspired by how he let that inspire him to live his life fully like he's climbed Kilimanjaro and like documented it with a camera and just done all these really cool things and then and then documented them so I mean I I love that um he's the guy the first time I saw him I don't remember if I don't think you introduced me to him but it was the video from the the, the bike lanes no 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 it wasn't the bike lane ones it was a shower one in the first class on that flight Oh, the airline, yeah, 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 the $10,000 flight. Yeah, the $10,000 ticket or something, and it was him. He filmed himself in the whole thing and getting a shower, getting out of the shower, and I was like, who the hell is this guy? And then you're like, oh, you got to check this guy out. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Wow, that's amazing. And I guess that's sort of of the more like clickbaity stuff that he now can do and does do because that's what people respond to. I mean, again, the unboxing or the 
the like video game tutorials or whatever. That's the stuff that you can get the huge numbers on. So yeah. he kind of throws that stuff in there now. Yeah. I should have been yeah. born with YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but actually, you know what? Um, there is one other guy because I don't want to make it all about Casey. He's an easy guy to like lean to because he's so amazing. But there's actually another guy that that works with him who kind of flies under the radar, um, named Oscar Boyson, and he just did this amazing video called "The Future of Cities," and it's like 14 minutes long. And so he used that fast cutting, like high paced um, kind of style to engage people with a topic that they might otherwise never have engaged with. And that was like uh, urban planning and the um, the whole idea of like cities versus sprawl. And he went around the world and got people to send videos from all around the world of public spaces and public transport and just um, made this super fun video wow. about cities and about how cities are being built and about how they're being structured and how they're being improved. And like, I thought that was incredible. And I'm like, I think I would really like to do that. I'd like to use the fun electric sort of style to get people to engage with something that I think is important. So where, where does it, where does it end? Where, what's the, what's the goal line for you? Um, I don't know about a goal line, but I mean, like my next big thing, I want to, I want to travel. Like I, I haven't seen too much of, of the world. I had a few chances to travel this past year, but, um, the again i said it was the early stages of planning right now but one idea that i would love to make happen would be 12 countries in 12 months oh, i yeah. want to spend two weeks um in each country couch surfing with creative people in the cities so like just yeah. messaging someone on instagram which i've done before and saying like hey i see we're into similar things i'd love to come make a, a movie about your life if i can stay on your couch for two or three nights um so do that for That's two awesome. weeks and then yeah. two weeks in that same country go woofing so spend time working on an organic farm just like polar opposite end of the spectrum and then contrast those two wow. ways of life I think that that would be both something that hasn't really been done before yeah. um, not that I know of and I would learn a lot about these countries and about these ways of life yeah. and then just something to, to share with people yeah. so uh, I don't know. Don't know exactly how that would look. If anyone wants to uh, talk sponsorship, <laughs> <laughs> find me on Instagram. But yeah. uh, I think that's what I want to make happen next. I think the closest thing I've seen to that was was the guy who hitchhiked around. Not a hitchhike. Basically traveled around the world on goodwill. Like he, I think it was, I can't remember the exact contents, but it was either he had a motorcycle and he was traveling around the world with the bike, and then people would help him fix it. Or anyway, he managed to pull it off. Okay. And it was a documentary about it on Netflix. I can't remember the name. I'm probably really cool. getting it all wrong, but it, I'll tell you what, it was pretty interesting. So if you do manage to pull that off, let me know. I'd be yeah. into watching that. I want to do it, but uh, I'll watch you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one viewer. Yeah, <laughs> you got one already. <laughs> All right, Dave. Well, look, uh, appreciate you coming by. Um, you might not think that this was relevant to the Ice Awards, but anything, we're just, you know, celebrating creativity in Atlantic Canada, and certainly what you're doing is pretty creative. So uh, thanks for what you're doing, and thanks for coming in and chatting with us. Yeah, well, I'm flattered. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks okay, a lot. Thanks. Well, thanks for listening in, and thanks to our special guest today, Dave Culligan, social media guru and all-around uh, good human. Uh, this was Icebreakers, a six-episode podcast series celebrating creativity in Atlantic Canada. Once again, I'm Sean King. And I'm Tyler McLeod, in partnership with the Village Soundcast Network. Please listen again in Episode 6, when we talk to Canadian cultural icons and the hosts of this year's Ice Awards, Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod.